Praise the Lord. God bless you. So glad that you're with us today on this Mother's Day, May 9th, 2021. We're grateful to God that he's allowed us to see this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know about you, but I'm rejoicing and I'm glad in it. I want to say happy Mother's Day to every mother out there. God bless you. We thank God for you. Of course, mothers include uh, first-time mothers, mothers that have multiple children, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, great-great-grandmothers. There are one or two individuals I know that are great-great-grandmothers. Again, happy Mother's Day to you. We're here to worship God, our Savior, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. So we give mothers praise. Praise is an audible acknowledgement for what you've done. So we praise mothers today, but we're still here to worship Jesus, who is the Christ. So with that being said, we want you to just watch this poem for just a few minutes. Praise the Lord. That poem spoke to me this week, and I just wanted you all to see it. Those of you that are watching us uh, via uh, visual medium, so we're grateful to God for that. But let us now enter into God's presence as we've already been worshiping and praising him. But let us have our invocational prayer. Heavenly Father, we come unto you now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this day that you've made. We're rejoicing and we're glad in it. We bind anything that's not like you, God, and we come uh, now to say thank you for last night was not our last night. We thank you, God, that you have kept the death angel away from us. We thank you for meeting our every need. We thank you, God, 
because you are on time, God, that you have done exceedingly abundantly above and beyond whatever we could ever ask or think according to your power that works through us. So God, right now in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone and anyone that is listening to this worship experience today, regardless of what day they see it and where they are when they see it and or hear it. I pray, God, that you will minister unto them in such a way that they will indeed know that they have been in the presence of the Lord. We rebuke the enemy right now and every assignment that Satan already has demons on assignment for. We stand in the authority that you've given us declaring that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that what you have for us is for us. We declare, God, that we're here to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. We declare even now in Jesus' name that your word tells us that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So we loose the power of the Holy Spirit over this worship experience. We loose the power of the Holy Spirit over individuals' lives right now. Contain to meet every need, God. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. And we seal this prayer with the sign of victory as we are victors, not victims. This in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 My brothers and sisters, again, since this is Mother's Day, I, I found a spoken word. This is the 21st century, and I love spoken word. I thank God for it. There's a sister named uh, Chandra, uh, Chandra Lucas. I want you to hear this as she uh, uh, does what she calls an ode to, to mom, an ode to mom. Ode to Mom. This is an ode to every mother and every mother figure. The one who prays and stays and struggles with us. The one who fights and forgives and faces the storms with uncompromising calm. This is an ode to mom. The one who carries us in her womb, in her hands, in her heart, in her we see the definition of grace. She keeps us safe, keeps us fed, keeps us in school, in church, in check, inspired. She digs deep into the well of her soul and finds a love that overflows, overrides, overwhelms everything. And it always does. She gives the love of a thousand selfless deeds every day. She makes plates, makes clothes, makes beds, makes plans, makes time, makes do with what she has. And she teaches us that what we have is enough. She gives the love of a thousand victories in the face of loss and suffering. She wins every time because she always serves first. She knows her worth, her covering, her comforting. Her faith believes that her will be is greater than her was. She gives the love of a thousand sacrifices in the shape of our expectations, and she makes it look so easy we could hardly see the half of what she gives. More than she takes. She prays, she sings, she tucks us in, and we never see her sleep, but she dreams the dreams and plants the seeds and bears the fruit, bears the burdens, bears all the things that we alone can't bear. She wears her strength and dignity like they will never go out of style. And she smiles at the future and the future smiles back because it knows the good things she'll bring when she shows up. And she always does. She brings peace and virtue with her everywhere she goes. Courage in tow, she shows us that a fearless woman is a woman who fears the Lord. She stands assured, stands up straight, stands on his promises, his providence. Her hands work with willingness as she does the most good. And she always does. She is fierce 
an unflinching, unrelenting, undivided, understanding, undemanding. She has grace to manage her house into a household where she holds all the pieces together and never breaks under the pressure. She is underestimated, underpaid, and understated. When she faces the temptation to give up, she simply finds a way to give more. And she always does. And all this comes before her children are even up for the day. And when they rise, they'll say, blessed is this woman who gives so much and says so much more than a thousand words with a single touch. And she always does. She gives the love of a thousand generations of mothers before her, mothers who bore her and raised her and gave her the stories we will never read in history books. But when history looks back, it will see that she was the one worth writing about. Because many women have done excellently, but she, oh, she has surpassed them all. And she always does. Amen. 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 An ode to mom. Again, that was by uh, the sister whose name is uh, Lashandra uh, Lucas. And again, we thank God for her. And now I'm introducing to you uh, the leading lady of the Southern Baptist Church, my wife, the mother of my two children, or our two children, excuse me, uh, Lady Brenda Marie Roberson. Good morning, Southern. Good morning, Southern family. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers from Southern family and whoever's on the call. Just so thankful to be here today on this beautiful Mother's Day. Thankful to be here with my beautiful daughter, Tamara. And I'm just excited that even, um, and, and thankful for my son that's helping with the uh, technology. I'm thankful for my husband that gave me these beautiful heartbeats of mine. So I just wanted to just encourage the mothers today. The word of God says in Proverbs 31 and 28 that her children will rise up and call her blessed. So we are blessed to be mothers today. We are blessed in whatever way God has given us to um, show love to our mothers and, and excuse me, love to our children. God has blessed us in many ways and no mother is perfect. Even though I think about Proverbs 31 as the mother that would be a perfect mother and a perfect wife, but only through God's grace and his mercy and his love can we perfect those things that God has given us to do for our children. So at this time, I wanted to let my daughter just say happy Mother's Day and then I'm happy Mother's to Day. go into prayer. So we're going to um, bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for blessing us this day, blessing us to see a day that we have never seen before. And as we call this Mother's Day, we know most of all it is the Lord's day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We pray, Lord God, for every mother that is on the line, everyone that is watching this um, this live video, and we just say thank you, Lord God, for them. We pray, Lord, for those mothers that have gone on before us and that we have been blessed to have beautiful and wonderful mothers. And some of us that have had trauma or had difficulty, Lord God, we ask God that you would continue to bring healing to them as well. Some that have are bereaved of their mothers and their mothers are no longer on this earth, but we know that they are watching over us in the heavenlies. So God, we thank you, Lord God, for your strength. We thank you for this time that has been set aside to bring honor to the mothers of this world. So we thank you, Lord God, your word says that you will be a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless, that you will always be with us. So we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank you, Lady Brenda Roberson and Tamara Roberson. God bless you. Good seeing you this morning. Again, it's time now that we worship God in our in our in song. We worship in the poem. We worship in the spoken word. Um, we worship him by praying, but now it's time for us to worship in the word. Won't you pray with me before we get started? Lord God, again, we say thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I ask you right now, God, that uh, our focal point won't be on where we're going for dinner, what we're doing for dinner, what gift we've given mom, but on the gift we can give you, which is our best life. 
So God, even our best is not good enough. So we pray now that your spirit might make intercession on our behalf. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing for us. And we count it done now that sinners will be converted after hearing this word. Those that are in the margins will come out of the margins and be strengthened. Those that are already uh, uh, believers will be better because they've heard this word today. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 As a reminder, this is the second Sunday, and we are uh, serving communion. So if you have not gotten your communion elements together already, please do so. Because after we finish with this word, we'll be going into the communion experience. I ask that you would journey with me today to uh, the book of Psalms, the 22nd Psalm. Many of us were raised and, and taught the 23rd Psalm, but I found this nugget that the Spirit want me to share with you today from the 22nd Division of Psalms. So, uh, Psalm 22, reading from verse 9 through 11. Psalm 22, verses 9 through 11. I'm reading today from the New Revised Standard Version. Uh, I'm going to say that one more time for those who are still getting there. Psalm 22, verse 9 through 11. It reads like this. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe in my mother's breast. And on you I was cast from my birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Let me read those three verses again. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe from my mother's breast. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from my birth, and since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. And for a few moments today, I want to talk to you from the subject, greater than a mother's love. Greater than a mother's love. Greater than a mother's love. I understand uh, that Mother's Day can be one of the greatest days on the calendar for some in African-American church, most African-American churches. Uh, the three uh, highest attended days have been Easter, Christmas celebration, and Mother's Day. And, um, and we're not in our building as Southern, but we still lift up mothers. As I said earlier, we praise mothers, but we worship God. And so I do understand that Mother's Day ha can be a difficult time for some. This is the second Mother's Day that my mother is not here with me in the physical. And, uh, and I do understand that some are still wrestling because perhaps your mother is transitioned. So this is not a great Mother's Day for you. I do understand that some might be wrestling because their mother gave you up, your mother gave you up for adoption and, and, and maybe somebody else has a mother and you don't have a great rapport with your mother because your mother was not a nurturer and, or maybe your mother was just mean and, and, and abusive towards you. And so you don't have a great relationship with her. So it's a difficult time for you. And maybe, maybe just maybe your mom was a victim of drug or alcohol abuse and was addicted and couldn't break free. And you saw that as a child, you saw it perhaps even as a young adult or even as an adult, and it's caused a, a divide amongst you two. And it's not a great day for you to celebrate your mother. Perhaps, uh, uh, may, maybe, maybe your mom has always been uh, there physically for you, but maybe your mother put other people and other things before her. Maybe your mother uh, put other men before you, put other children before you, and Mother's Day is not a great time for you. I, I do understand that there's some women out there that, that had great moms and still love their moms, but Mother's Day is not all that it ought to be for them because maybe uh, you, you, you had wanted to be a mother but had uh, one, two, three, maybe even four miscarriages. Maybe Mother's Day is a difficult day for you because you had a hysterectomy and can't have children. Maybe, maybe Mother's Day is difficult for you because you made a decision to put your career ahead of motherhood. And maybe the career has not panned out the way you want it to be. And now you're a little older and saying, I can't do this. And maybe, just maybe, maybe you, you have, uh, your body is functioning, but you have no man. So you're not a mother. 
So maybe Mother's Day is not as great for everybody as some people would like to promote that it is. That Mother's Day might not be a Hallmark card day for you because of the difficulties that you endure on this day as memories flood your mind. And then maybe, maybe, maybe somebody's so excited about Mother's Day because they just remember nothing but the great times and the mother's love. And it's nothing wrong with you remembering that, but I want you to understand this, that there is a love that's greater than a mother's love. That, that your mom couldn't love you if your mother didn't know how to love. And chances are your mother had to know the lover, the giver, the sustainer of life, even to show you how to love. Well, from the pericope of scripture that I read for you, from the block of scripture I read for you, uh, from the 22nd Psalm, this too is a Psalm of David. And David has such a way of speaking in a language that was understood by people of the day, and I find it still so appropriate today, as I read it to you from the New Revised Standard Version. I want you to understand that, and I'm not gonna take all day talking to you today, I just want you to know that there's a, a, a greater, that God's love is greater than a mother's love. There's a love that's greater than a mother's love. And as I look at verse nine, I want you to know that God's love is present. Yeah, you might as well understand that right now. God's love is present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T, is present. That, that um, I'm the third oldest of my parents' six children. Um, my mother, my father, my father, my father was the sixth child of uh, his mother and father's six children. My mother is the third child of her mother and father's uh 15 children um they had uh, my, my grandmother had 15 children one was stillborn and one uh who they named melvin melvin didn't live to be but 18 months old before he transitioned so my mother uh was raised along with her other 13 siblings and my mother was like a mother figure to the rest of her brothers and sisters because she was the first daughter the first girl and then her mom my grandmother my grandmother um was uh one who loved the Lord. Oh God, she loved the Lord. And she was a midwife. My grandmother was a midwife. My grandmother helped deliver uh, roughly 300 children. Yes, I said it, 300 children as a midwife. Well, I want you to know that in this text that uh, David is writing and saying that, that God, you were like a midwife, that you guided me, you took me from the womb. It says it right there in verse nine. And any mother and anybody that understands anything about uh, human uh, our anatomy, uh, our physiology, you understand that when a woman gives birth, her body is on the brink of death as she's giving birth to new life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and because of modern science and modern technology, we forget how, how, how women are at the point of death. And we don't hear so much. We don't hear so much these days about women that have died during childbirth, but it's happened over and over and over again. And when David wrote this Psalm, you have to understand that there was no uh, body that had a, uh, uh, no, no obstetrics or, 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 or gynecologist, no obstetrician, excuse me, uh, or a gynecologist present uh, that, that, that uh, there was a midwife who would help uh, the mother bring the child into the earth. But David is saying here that you took me from the womb, that David understood that, perhaps he understood that there was life even before we know life. And because we're living now here in the 21st century, and because we're here on this side of the womb and living on this side of the dirt, we're, we're physically here in the, in the natural, and we see that there uh, is life inside of a woman as she carries life in her belly, and we see it, uh, 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 getting larger, we realize that it, it's not always the drugs. It's not because some doctor went to some great school. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, there have been some mothers who've done all the right thing and still couldn't give birth to a healthy and happy child. It, it takes God to bring you through. So God is ever present. His love is present that he allowed you to make it safely through the birth canal to make it into what we call life. And God is a midwife, according to David in this Psalm. God's love is present. He loved us enough that he had an assignment for you. That's why you're here. And I need to say this here parenthetically, that, that while you're listening to me, you need to begin to think about some folk that you might think have some issues 
There are some folk that have been born and we don't understand everything that God allows to happen, but there have been some children that were born that are, are mentally uh, uh, not not where we think they ought to be, but God has a purpose for them. There are some people that have been born, some children that were born that had physical disabilities from the womb, and we wonder why God allowed that to happen. God has a purpose for them. God is like a midwife who understands that he has to love that mother and love that child to help bring both of them into the child into the world and keep the mother in the world. My grandmother as a midwife would go and help guide the mother and give birth, but she was just as concerned about the unborn child as she was the mother that was already alive. God's love is present. Not only is God's love present, but David also tells us in the ninth verse and the tenth verse that God's love provides. Take a look at this right there, that he says, safe on my mother's breast. When after the delivery, and I know this because I was, my daughter Tamara, who's the oldest, and my son Keith, who's just 15 months younger than her, when, when my wife gave birth to them, I was right there in the birthing room, and I watched, in fact, I cut my daughter's umbilical cord, and I watched how, uh, how both of them were no longer relying on their mother for nourishment, but they, uh, but, uh, but they were now relying on God. Yes, I understand that they were placed on their mother's breast, just like I probably was placed on my mother's breast. Why does that happen, Pastor Robeson? Y'all ask some real good questions because the bonding between the mother and the child, they find that the sooner it happens, the better off it is because the child has been used to being fed from the mother. But uh, here, the word breast is 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 symbolic. Is 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 symbolic of the nurturing place. But God, He allows us to physically nurture from our mothers as we're young, and we're placed there as a place of of love and protection and nurturing. But guess what? As you begin to grow, as you are weaned from the breast, you realize that God is protect not only present; He has been present with you from even before you were born to while you're born. But guess what? He also uh, uh, teaches us that he is the sustainer. Look at verse 10 that says, uh, God teaches us that he sustains us because as you're weaned from the breast, you realize that, hey, my mom is not the, 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 my mom is not the source. She's just the resource that, yeah, my mother is the one that cooked dinner for us and made my lunch and put in my lunch box for me to go to school. My mother's the one that ironed my clothes and, and did all that. But guess what? If it had not been for the Lord on my side, that my mother and my father also taught me that they were their uh, conduit that God used to help raise me and my five siblings. So God's love provides that in spite of how mama acted or did not act, whether you love your mama or don't love your mama, whether your mother's here or not here anymore, whether big mama is the one that raised you, whether Medea walked out on you, it doesn't matter what you call your mother uh, That in, in terms of endearment, it doesn't matter what you've been through in life, your mother is the one that God uh, allowed you to be here, but it's God who provides. So David says here that, his, that uh, as he is placed on his mother's breast, but also verse 10, he says he was taught that God sustains. So God is the author of not confusion. That's Satan's job. But in spite of where you are and what you have going on, in spite of what's been happening in your life, you need to give God praise because he still provides. He's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. I thank God that we're not still on the breast anymore, not still on breast milk, but we are walking in victory in Jesus Christ, that God is the provider, that uh, there's a greater love than, than a mother's love. I have, I, I know some people, unfortunately, I know some people who have done some time. They went away to prison and they've been there for, they were there. Some have gotten out. They've been there for a period of time. And I've watched how some family members have turned their back on them. Some of their friends have turned their back on them. But most mothers will stick and stay. There's nothing like a mother's love. I understand that. There's nothing like a mother's love. But guess what? Mothers get sick and tired of being sick and tired also. But guess what? There's a greater love than a mother's love. That God is the one who is present, but he also provides. And not only is he present, he provides, but God's love protects. Take a look right there in verse 11. David says that 
enemy in troubles. He says, you're my help in times of trouble, that his enemies are around him. I, how many of you have ever been in trouble? How many of you ever need to call on God? I remember I remember growing up on the Jersey Shore, and, and my parents would take us to Asbury Park, New Jersey, which was only about 15, 20-minute ride from our home, and we would, we would because I lived that close to the beach, I would, would go to Asbury Park, and they had uh, 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 amusement rides on the boardwalk. And oftentimes we'd be there and I remember as little kids, we'd be on the roller coaster or some of the rides that would go real fast. And me and my friends, we would be screaming and hollering, having a good time as we're on the rides. But sometimes coming down the, the steep hill on the roller coaster, you'd be terrified. And most of us would be calling out for our mothers. But guess what? My mother may have been on the boardwalk, but she was not able to do anything while I was sitting in that car or the roller coaster that you perhaps have been somewhere in your life and there was nothing you can do nobody you can call on I've been on airplanes and there's been turbulence and the plane began to rock and reel and and yes it felt like we didn't know if we was going to make it and I've even heard some people call for their mothers but guess what they their mama is nothing she could do to help save them but I want you to know if it had not been for the Lord on your side that God's love is present God's love provides but most importantly, God's love protects that God. He protects us wherever we are. God is everywhere present and nowhere absent. I don't know about you, but I've been able to travel around three quarters of the world and I'm a witness that God is everywhere present and nowhere absent. I thank God in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of trials and tribulation, God has been there. I'm thankful that there's a one that loves me more than I love him, that God desires to hear more from us than we want to hear from him. In other words, we ought, we don't pray the way we ought to pray. Prayers, communion with God. God wants to have koinonia. He wants to have fellowship with us. He protects us. And some of us may not understand how he protects us. I want you to know that he goes before us and he, he clears the way that the enemy desires to sift you as weak. The enemy desires to kill you. He, Satan is here to steal, kill, and destroy you. But God didn't make any duck, any junk. God pro provided you with a life. He gave you a life you'd have life more abundantly. He has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life. So therefore he protects your life so you can fulfill your purpose and your destiny. That if you don't know what it is, you need to spend some time with God and ask him what it is. And God, his love uh, uh, provides, his love is present, his love provides, but his love protects you. As you understand your destiny, you can walk in your destiny and fear no evil. In fact, you will begin to understand how greater is he that's within you than he who's in the world because God is watch has angels watching over you even while we slumbered and slept last night the Lord had his angels and camp round about us that so no harm could come to us that's why no bullet is taking you out of here that's why a car accident didn't take you out of here that's just why somebody that you don't even know wanted to kill you has not been able to kill you because God's love protects I want you to know that when that my mama was able to be there sometimes and protect me but she has not been uh she she was able to be present but she's no longer present my mother transitioned uh in 2020 but i want you to know that god is still present he's still a pro he's still providing for me and he still protects me uh, maybe you uh, had all your dependency on your mama that's why you're still struggling because your mom transitioned Cast all your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. I want you to know that God's love protects us. So a mother can be present, but God is ever present. That there's, I haven't been anywhere where God has not been there. I want you to know that a mother who loves you so much, she, some mothers are willing to die for their children. And Jesus says, greater love than this, than, that no, no greater love is there than this. When a man will lay down his life for his friend. Yeah, a good mother, a loving mother will lay down her life for a child but guess what your mother might be able to die in your place but God has already died in your place and he got up from the dead and he snatched the keys of death and the grave from the wicked one he's now ready to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy that God is greater his love is greater than our mother's love I thank God that our mother kind of models the love of God but I thank God even more that there's a name I love to hear I love to sing it's worth it sounds like music 
in the, uh, to my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me, that his love is greater. His love is so great. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. His love and his blood will never, ever lose his power that he loved us so much. He shed his blood for us. He died for us. And now he sits on the, Jesus sits on the right hand of God, the father. And what he does, I told you, he wants to talk to us and hear from us more than we're willing to talk and hear to him. That's why we ought to pray, pray without ceasing because God, needs every now and then God wants to hear a Stevie wonder from us where we don't call him on prayer and prayer begging for anything all we do is say I just called to say I love you will you thank him I know that you're gonna call your mama today and tell her that you love her if you haven't done it already but make sure you tell God the father God the son God the Holy Spirit that you love him for for being present with you for providing things for you and for protecting you and whether you know it or not the enemy is tried to steal your life. I can't help but say it one more time. He's tried to steal your life from you. Think back over your life. When you get a moment, just stop, meditate on the goodness of God. As you do that, you can't help but worship him and praise him because God has been not just present. He's been a provider and a protector that he's kept you through dangers seen as well as unseen. That's why when I look back over my life as a songwriter said, and I think things over. I can truly say I've got a testimony because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? No greater love than this, than a man to lay down his life for a friend. God's love is greater than a mother's love. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for her. I miss her, but I thank God that God, who I've never seen, I, he loves me more than I even love myself. He loves you more than you love yourself. So thank God for his love for us that his love is greater than a mother's love. God, we thank you for this time of sharing. We thank you for your love that you have for us, your children. And God, I pray for now for those that are making a life-changing decision to accept you as their personal Lord and Savior. It's one thing, God, to, 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 to say we know you. It's another thing to believe that we know you. So God, I pray for those that are stepping out in faith right now that have accepted what you've done. You're dying on Calvary's cross for us, your resurrected body on Sunday morning. Now you're in the heavens, seated on the throne of God, taking your rightful place. And because of what you've done here in the earth and because of our faith in you, you've placed us in right standing with you. That we're joint heirs with Christ. So God, we bless you, we praise you, and we thank you for those that are saved according to your word and your will, those that believe in you and what you've done for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. For those of you that have never, ever made a life-changing decision by giving your life to the Lord, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. That's what the word of God teaches us. So we thank God for that. And I'm going to ask each and every one of you that have done this and want to make a life-changing decision that you will just do that and that you will just continue to worship and praise God. If you need us to help you and minister unto you and walk with you, uh, we are willing to do that. Uh, you can email me at Roberson, R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N dot Southern B-C. That's S-O-U-T-H. E-R-N-B-C at yahoo.com. That's a lot. Roberson.southernbc at yahoo.com. In the subject, put believer, put believer, and I will get back to you. I promise that's one of my personal email addresses. I will get back to you and help you, help nurture you and nourish you in the word of God so you can grow into what God wants you to be. I thank God for those of you that worshiped with us. I thank God for those of you that worshiped in the word with us. Now it's time for us to worship uh, in giving as we come before his presence. Uh, worship is not about what we get, but it's about what we give. Uh, as you take a look at even some of those older movies when people go before the king, um, they would come with all these uh, gifts. They would give their best unto the king. And so we come and we bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords with our best gift. So we ask you to use 
the Tidely app, and that's T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y, the Tidely app, or the Givelify app. Those are the two apps that the Southern Church receives money on. The money does not come to Pastor Robeson. It goes directly to the Southern Baptist Church. That's Tidely, T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y, and Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. Those are the two apps that we use. Some people are still using checks and money orders. Um, that's fine. You can always send that to the Southern Baptist Church of Harlem, to the Southern Baptist Church. We're located at 12-16 West 108th Street, New York, New York, 10025. I'll say that one more time. Even if you don't get it, you can Google us. You'll find the Southern Baptist Church of Harlem. It's located at 12-16 West 108th Street, New York, New York, 10025. Send your check or money order there, and your money is going to help lift up and upbuild the kingdom of God. What does that mean, Pastor Robeson? Y'all ask some real good questions. The kingdom of God is what we do here in the earth as we are God's hands and his feet. We are an extension of him who created us and saved us, and we're here to do ministry in the earth. The Southern Church is still doing ministry. We're still meeting the needs of people. That's what ministry is really, really is, about meeting the needs of people. And so uh, there's going to be one Sunday where the Lord allows me to just really share a lot about what we've done at Southern and what we're doing. But we are ministering to people even in the pandemic. So we're asking you to give unto uh, the work of God through the Southern Church. And I'm going to just pray over you and your gifts right now. God, I thank you for this time of sharing. I thank you for those that have gifts um, and want to give. I thank you, God, that the tithe belongs to you and the offering is what we bring unto you. So we thank you for those that are being obedient, that are giving their best gift, the uh, first 10% of their, of their earnings that they're giving to you, God, whether it's through a retirement check or government check or uh, whatever, God. We thank you that you are the one that gives us the ability to gain wealth. So therefore, you've told us in your word to give us give you our best gift we thank you for those that are being obedient we even pray and thank you for those that are still learning and still uh, uh growing in faith where they can uh where they say they want to trust you with their with their money but god you've already shown we can be trusted uh with our lives so therefore you can handle our money so we bless you now we praise you it's in jesus name we pray amen amen well, we praise the Lord. We're about ready to go into our communion experience, but we want to remind you that on every uh, Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. and every Thursday morning at 7 a.m., um, we are in prayer. The Southern family is in prayer on our prayer line. Uh, dial this toll-free prayer line number. I know that I, I just moved to a new phone carrier. They tell me they're going to charge me one cent for every minute. Well, we're only on the prayer call for 40 minutes on Tuesday evening at 7 and Thursday morning at 7 a.m. 40 cent, 80 cent, uh, $4, even if they charge me a dollar a minute. That's not a lot. Four, five, $4, $8 out of my pocket is not a lot. I waste that on stuff that I don't even know I'm wasting it on. You can go to the corner of Bodega. You can go to, to the uh, Wawa or 7-Eleven and blow $4, blow $8, blow $0.40. Cent. I want you to know that you can't beat God giving no matter how hard you try. It's a small investment is what I'm saying. The money you're going to spend if your phone carrier does charge you, it's a small investment in your spiritual life. Don't let that hurdle cause you not to call in. Well, I want you to know, even though my phone carrier says that, they don't charge me anyway. So I thank God for that. I thank God for that. You can meet us on our prayer line at 712-775-8972. I'll say it one more time because somebody's probably trying to write it down. They're listening but not watching us. It's, our prayer line is 712-775-8972. There's an access code that you need to dial after that. Six-digit access code is 967-013. That is the access code. Now, you can call that same prayer line, the same access code on Wednesday. For Wednesday in the Word, as our Sunday school teachers are leading us on Wednesday, as they're teaching on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. All these times are Eastern time, by the way, for those of you in other time zones. Meet us at 7 a.m. on Tuesday excuse me, 7 p.m. on Tuesday evening, uh, Eastern Time, Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, by dialing 712-775-8972, access code 
1963. Amen. Amen. It's time now for us to go into our communion experience. I want to spend a few moments and read because oftentimes I find myself rushing because of time, but I need to spend some time. The Spirit told me to slow down and really give uh, uh, some credence to what we're about to partake of, that as we enter into uh, what we call the communion celebration, uh, fellowship, the Eucharist, uh, the Last Supper, some of us know it by different things, but according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, you'll find these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, around uh, starting at verse 17, it reads like this. Now, I'm given these instructions, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part, I believe it. For there must also be factions, for there must also be factions among you, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper, for in eating, one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry and another is drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and shame those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you in this? I do not praise you. For I received from the Lord that which also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, This cup is New Testament, my blood. This do in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if you would judge yourselves, you would not be judged. But when you are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my beloved, uh, excuse me, therefore, my brother, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment, and the rest I will set in order when I come. These are the words of Paul in his letter to the Corinthian church from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17 through verse 34. I read that in your hearing today because I want us to understand that when we come together to celebrate uh, the Lord as we're taking what we call communion or the Eucharist or the Last Supper, it ought not just be something that you do frivolously, but you ought to have your mind and your spirit focused on him and what he has done for us, that Jesus gave his life for us. That's why we come together and we celebrate, and I want to pray over my elements as I've already set them aside. I have some some grape juice and I have um, a Ritz cracker today as my elements. Um, uh, one, you, it could be grape juice, be water, uh, wine, it could be whatever it is you need as a liquid and bread or cracker, whatever it is you use to represent the body. But let us pray over these elements. God, we bless you and praise you and thank you for an opportunity to come together to celebrate with you. We do understand, God, uh, the difference between sans, uh, consubstantiation and transubstantiation. We understand, God, that um, these are symbols of your body and your blood. We understand, God, that you are everywhere present, so we don't need you to be present in these elements, but we ask you would just remind us and turn them from uh, a natural use to a spiritual use that after, as we do this, we will do it in remembrance of you, that you hung, blood, and died, gave your life for us, that through this we might have a right to the tree of life. So we thank you for loving us before we loved us, and that your love is greater than a mother's love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as Paul is telling the Corinthian church that he received from the Lord, in other words, the Holy Spirit is shared with him that on the night Jesus um, was betrayed on that uh, Monday, Thursday, that last supper, when he met with uh, his 
12 apostles, um, he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to him and he said, eat ye all of it. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup when they had supped and the cup was a big chalice that had wine in it. In that day and age, every covenant, every contract, if you will, was sealed, not in writing because most folk were illiterate, but they sealed it with the drinking of wine from the same cup, from the same chalice. So they passed the chalice around. So Jesus said, this, this cup is a new covenant, the new testament, the new contract I have with earth and glory, um, new covenant in my blood. So do this, uh, as often as you do this, as you drink this, do it in remembrance of me. Let us commune together. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, we thank God for you being with us here today. We give God praise for you. We thank you again for uh, choosing us and the Spirit leading you to worship with us today at the Southern Baptist Church. As we're um, getting ready to get out of here, there's a song that you'll be hearing called Jesus. It's by Phil Thompson. Again, the text tells us, uh, as we read from First um, Corinthians, that after supper, we know the tradition is, for those of us who are believers, we know the tradition is after supper, they went out singing into the Mount of Olives. We don't have a Mount of Olives to go into, but we have a mean, cruel world to go out into. You go out into it and you tell everybody that Jesus Christ is Lord. You tell them that you love Jesus and Jesus loves you back because he's, his love is greater than a mother's love. Happy Mother's Day to all. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being with us. Praise the Lord.
Yeah. 